0: This week on the Push Rollers Podcast, myself and Dan answer why we got into the fitness industry. Three,
1: two, one. Are you natural, Dan? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damiq. And me, Tomo. 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was in any doubt, really, was it? It, it wasn't, no. Uh, I old, didn't even need to click, click, click on the link,
0: link mate. So, yeah, the old so. clickbait
1: title. Yeah, yeah, we love it. <laughs> um, yeah no, that, we, I was so surprised when I posted that thumbnail on my stories. I was expecting a few people would be like oh my god what's this all about and, I'll, and no one messaged me I was like, <laughs> gonna, like I thought a real clickbaity title someone like, might go for it and like no one did it was amazing uh, um, so yeah that was good you're that was not. good
0: you're definitely natural I've seen I've seen Dan I've
1: poked yeah. with him. well for one I'm scared of fucking needles for one <laughs> for two I think it's pretty obvious looking at my physique <laughs> uh, oh well never mind. One day I'll okay. grow. One day I'll grow. One day you'll get there. Promise you'll get there. Seems I'll have to eat copious amounts of cereal, but I will get there.
0: <laughs> Puberty will kick in, mate, soon, so you'll be fine.
1: Mm, you'll be good. That's All
0: it. Right. <laughs> What's been going on, mate? Um, week done.
1: Not a lot, mate. Not a lot. Just yeah, just seems to be non-stop at the moment for some reason. Um, Laura had a show at the weekend, and oh, Mike yeah. was obviously competing as well, so it was a bit of a manic weekend with all that sort of stuff um so yeah that was good and now just kind of trying to get back into some sort of normality and if i'm being truthfully honest like since the shoot i've really not been feeling training i've not really been bothered um had a bit of an ear infection this is the best this is really good so i had a bit (laughs) of an ear infection right and it kind of felt like I had like water in my ear. It's kind of what it feels really weird. If anyone's had had uh, anyway. So um I had it for about a week, and I was like, oh, I should probably go to the doctor's now because it says on the website, you know, uh, on the NHS website, if you, if it goes on longer than three days, go and see a doctor, all this sort of stuff. So I went to see a doctor, and uh, he explained all the symptoms, went through it, and all, and he's like, so I said, oh, so so, so what need to do is, do? oh, you just need to rest it. I was like, rest it. I was like, "Oh yeah, because I'm always training my ear." <laughs> I was like, "I'm always, I'm always doing, you know, like, you know, pull downs in my ears and stuff." I was like, "Rest it," and he's like, "Yeah, you just, you just gotta leave it." I was like, "So you don't rest it then, no? Because I? I don't fucking use it, moron." Oh, uh, you know when like, you know when you, someone said you, I oh, should go to the doctors. That's why I don't go to the doctors. A waste of time. <laughs> like I wasted an hour of my time there. I wasted his time. I wasted the government's money. It was pointless, me. It's just like, um, oh, just ridiculous. So um, I had that and. I've just not really been feeling it, to be honest. So I've had um yesterday and today, the first two sessions I've really felt good. Um, back in the flow of things. Um Yeah, like nothing amazing, but you know, RDLs are, are pretty strong again, which is good. And yeah, just getting back up now into the swing of things. Um I think it's normal to kind of go through peaks and troughs of motivation and I'm really someone who like like we talked about before, like liking or loving training like I did. I don't love training all the time. So um, some weeks you just don't feel like it and whenever you feel a bit ill and the, like, the pressure in my ear it was like it felt like it was just like building every time I'd go through a rep I was just like oh so I didn't really train that hard so I'm feeling good now though <laughs> so it's fine
0: as a person who has had a billion fucking ear surgeries I know how you feel so we're alright yeah
1: it's I mean I'm sure mine was worse than yours I'm sure of it I'm but sure, I'm sure, it I'm was, sure. Um, but you know yeah, it's just my <laughs> nice feeling like and like every, trying to lie down and like oh it's just weird. but so, um, so yeah all good and um, yeah work's going all right it's just um, yeah busy 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 but I'm back playing cricket now this weekend lovely so that's always good
0: always good mate
1: what so. about you Thomas have you uh, have you sat in any any ridiculously long meetings at board the. To- tits off
0: yet? oh yeah every week mate so every week
1: yeah
0: every week yeah absolutely fine no it wasn't actually too bad last week because everybody realized if they come to london that the city was fucking empty because it was half term i didn't realize this the end of may half term everybody leaves didn't know that Um, yeah yeah. just everybody went so i had a pretty pretty chill week but obviously that meant client-wise i was a bit Easy, and then uh, meetings wise just goes up and up and up. But yeah, it should be very interesting. Watch um, for Thursdays because we're opening a brand new club. uh, I think this month. Yeah, which does mean, unfortunately, I'm sure there's guys that uh, will be on my course next week. About 14 new employees are suffering through probably listening to me on a podcast, and they're they're probably going to be in learning off me for four days. Fucking terrible, right? Assessments, PT modules, level one, third space ones. Oh, it's going to be golden programming, all the fucking shit. I'm not going to talk nutrition with them because don't want to boring. I know. I'll be like, calories in, calories out, mate. Session done. Go work out. <laughs> all you need to know. Uh, so it should be fun. Yeah, I'm just going to be absolutely shagged next week. But we do have a guest on next week, so that'll be fun. Um, oh, yeah, we do, uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, yeah, apart from that, all is well. Bit sunburned. Good. It's been quite sunny still, wow. but yeah, this month's gonna be absolutely treacherous, I think, work-wise. So we're we're looking forward to it, mate. Um, but we've we've written a few things. We're gonna get a bit personal today. We're only 123 episodes or 120 episodes in, um, mm. but I think we'd never really. Overly... Fresh content, mate. Every every week. Never never really uh, (laughs) discussed. Maybe apart from episode one. And I... 100% 100% of the the listeners that we've got right now, not all of them have gone back and listened to episode one. Don't bother. Literally, don't bother. I wouldn't um, bother, yeah. Don't it bother. weren't good. You can see how we've, I've, I've, people say, that's how you've evolved. Yeah, just take the, the, the evolution. Don't go back to what was a caterpillar. Yeah. It's fine. Um, <laughs> just work back, pick some titles, pick some guests that you like. Yeah. Um, so why me and Dan um, picked going into the fitness industry? And, and <laughs> why over the last, I guess over the last five years, we've tended, we've diverted down towards maybe me a little bit more strength stuff and down a little bit more bodybuilding stuff and what, what are our motivations and maybe you guys can agree with us and you can kind of sympathize with our reasons or maybe you're looking at getting in the fitness industry and looking for reasons why, um, don't do it. <laughs> Run now.
1: Run a mile. Go go into finance. Make sure loads of money. And just, yeah, die happy. <laughs> um, yeah, like... So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we got into the industry because of football, right? That's kind of how we, we got into it.
0: Well, obviously, you... Way back when, let's talk like school times. We, I'm guessing you did A-levels.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I knew I knew when I was picking my A-levels what I wanted to do when I was older. I knew... I wanted to be a sports scientist or or whatever. I knew that was a thing at the time. I knew that there was people in those jobs already and it was exciting and it was a way that I could apply what I knew to, to sport and football and all that sort of crap. Um, so I knew from the age of like 15, 16, you know, going to do my GCSEs, what I needed and what I wanted. I already knew that I needed to go to like a good university. Loughborough was obviously the one that was talked about a lot, all this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of knew that. And, I just guess I just fell into that side of things um, in terms of sports science. And then when I was in football, I realized I just knew nothing about lifting. I was just a geek behind a computer. I didn't like that. I just didn't like it at all. Um, and then a few things happened. So basically I was working in football and we'd just been promoted to the Premier League with Paul City and, I'd worked my nuts off, got a full-time job there. Um, not a lot of money, to be fair. Um, but again, first-team sports scientist, all that sort of jazz. And we got promoted to the Premier League. And then it was after that pre-season, just on a tour to Portugal. and I was just like, I can't do this. I was like, this is fucking horrible. It was just being talked to like shit, or that. Anyway, and then my that that um, the start of the season, it must have been six, seven games in. My dad um, had a kidney transplant. And I kind of said to, to the manager, and we had to rush off and go and see him and whatever, and, and Steve Bruce at the time was a manager, who was sound with it. And then I kind of got back, and I realized it just wasn't really what I wanted to do. Like football, I was just like, this is just not where I want to be. And, um, and I kind of managed to use that trip to, when well, my dad had a kidney transplant, um, I then said I needed to go back a couple of weeks later, and that was actually the week I had my interview at Third Space. Mm. I told them I was back home looking after my dad for a week, um, and then I went for my interview at third Space, and that was when I just knew I didn't want to be in football anymore, uh, and I wanted to go down the route of being a bit more in charge of my own timetable. Biggest fucking mistake in my life, <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought to myself, that's the dream, that's the best thing to do, yeah, go and uh, choose your own times that you work. And um, and actually, all you do is end up working every single hour you possibly can. So yeah, um, yeah, I kind of uh, decided that that's what I wanted to do. And lo and behold, Tom, I was thrust into a workplace environment with yourself. Mm. And the rest, they say, is history. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it, isn't it? Like, it's, pretty much it. It's one of those where football. Like, I was just, I thought it was so, going to be so exciting. I thought it was going to be so cool and so glamorous, and like, it's really not. Like it taught me a lot i'm glad i did it i'm also glad i left it um like it's it's just a it's a harsh environment but it's also one that just the progressions are just not there and like at any point you can just be sacked got rid of whatever you see it all the time in football right when a manager gets sacked takes all his staff with him that all then has a knock on effect on the staff underneath and it's just there's no security and or no and the pay is shit at the lower levels of like the staffing as well my brother still works in it, idiot, <laughs> idiot. But he's the um, he's a video analyst that leads. So he used to he does yep. what you used to do, Tom, um, and he really enjoys it, and he does enjoy that side of things. And he's quite lucky that he's managed to kind of get a few more steps higher than I ever did. So maybe he'll make a go of it. Maybe, maybe. But why did you leave Tom? Why did you leave? I mean, Brent? Yeah, I was so I did my. I kind
0: of thought I knew how to lift. Hundred percent different didn't I did a bachelor's degree in sports science with strength and conditioning. So I had to do like the syllabus of the UKCA. Um,
1: -hmm.
0: so I was, yeah, I was fine at like agility drills, plyometrics and all this fucking clean and jerking and stuff. Didn't know how to fucking squat properly because squatting and deadlifting is kind of a by the by. As long as you can clean and yeah, snatch, right. You're probably fine. Um, those weren't, I I think I was assessed in deadlifting or squatting, but not vigorously like the cleans and stuff. Um, and that was the be-all and end-all, it seemed to be. It's not anymore, don't worry. Nah. Um, and then, uh, so I did that in my bachelor's degree. Then I did my master's degree. But whilst I was doing my master's degree in yeah, performance analysis and biomechanics, um, I went down the route thinking, yeah, I fucking love, like, I was always good at maths. Uh, breezed through two maths GCCs, breezed through maths A-level. And then, absolute nerd. And then... I was like, yeah, I can intertwine sport and maths. That would be the greatest thing in the world uh, with a bit of performance analysis and like biomech and stuff like that. So I did the S&C route and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to go this route. Um, then started doing like all like the angles and stuff and doing force plates and force loading. That was really... I was like, I love this. Went into football. Brentford don't exactly have the budget for that. No, um, mm, yeah, they wouldn't,
1: mate, <laughs> would they, really?
0: So I was literally... yeah. It, if you thought you were a nerd stuck behind a computer, I was yeah. like IT guy, basically. Literally, yeah. the guys would be like, "The printer's broken." Brilliant. All right. Well, that's not exactly what I did my master's degree for.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you still, get, you still get that now at the third space. So yeah, don't just like, like you don't oh, get
0: oh, Tom, can you uh, yeah, I can, yeah, I think, but I don't want to. I, I was like, I, think, I can lift heavier than you. Fuck off.
1: <laughs> uh, for those as well. Where like with with my background in, in masters as well, when I did that research. When I did my research degree in my thesis, I just assumed that uh, you know working in football would have been like more more applicable and like more hands-on. Yeah. Uh, only because yeah, well yeah, it is compared to literally crunching data all day every day for a year, and and it was. And then it, but when I was there, I then realised again that it's like you're not really that hands-on. You're not really helping people that much. They don't really listen. They don't pay attention. There's really no point in being there. Um, and it
0: was I guess I guess uh, kind of the same. I was like I wanted to kind of have my own. I don't know, my own like hours, et cetera, and help people. I felt like in my academy role and I was fluctuating between academy and first team. Um, so we'd like do the like game stats, all that kind of rubbish, and then present back. And then it kind of it damned me on one of one of my feedback sessions. So I got all the under eighteens there, we, we've got done an academy like session, we we're, we're away at Ipswich Town, um, Then, like, on the Monday or the Tuesday, bearing in mind, the game was on Saturday morning. I've got to produce all this data and, like, a whole, like, yeah, 20-minute slideshow and all these video things, clips, all edited by Monday to Tuesday morning for Mm. the under-18s. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Not on good money. Um, And then, so... It got to me... Under-18s for Brentford at that time were shit. They were awful. And the manager did get sacked a few weeks after this presentation. Not my fault, but I I kind of got... (laughs) I got so annoyed. Um, Basically, I I did... I put all of the positives in a slideshow instead of the goals. We lost 6-0. I didn't put in any of the goals because they were getting smashed every week. And I was mm. like, don't need to watch them. I was like, they were terrible. <laughs> I was like, let's yeah, focus yeah. on the positives. You're having a go at these young lads every week. And then he had a massive go at me, obviously. Um... <laughs> and yeah. yeah then he got sacked i didn't get sacked i left um at the end of the season but yeah it was there it was just brutal i didn't i didn't understand the whole it the lack of praise lack of, lack of positive reinforcement the psychology mm-hmm. was awful even though that was for like the academy level i thought these guys probably they when they get praise they get praised a lot but when they get negative stuff is it was awful i thought it was absolutely terrible and they have mm-hmm. favorites it's like PE teachers it's just Oh, well, not the blanket statement. <laughs> blanket statements. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, <laughs> it was just a bit bad. So yeah, I thought the biomechanics thing would be, and then I, yeah, I kind of knew how to lift. So PT was my avenue out of pro sport. And um, I just kind of thought, if I'm going to go work at Olympic Association, all that kind of stuff, uh, cool. But I would, I didn't go to St Mary's, so I didn't get any interviews. Um, mm. Not enough experience. But then they wouldn't give me intern experience. Because yeah, for some reason I couldn't afford to be an intern. Basically, on what it'd be like. I remember one of the ones that was Reddin, wasn't it, for a uh, performance analyst. They wanted the person to to work there five days a week, full time. Yeah. Um, travel like evening games, whatever. Uh, no pay. Yeah,
1: that sounds would, like Reddin. Sounds w- like Reddin. They would uh, pro- just provide you your kit. That was yeah. it. Yeah, you get kit, mate, and you get probably get you probably get breakfast as well if you <laughs> if you're really lucky. Like, I used to love them the adverts used to come in, used to be like, Oh, um oh yeah, you're you're too inexperienced for this role of performance analyst or whatever it was. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you need to go and get some more experience. So you need to apply for an intern role. Oh, you're too experienced for an intern role. <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna like, seriously, come on. Um but yeah, I'm like I, I I see the industry now, that 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 industry and the way it's done, and I'm just sick. So glad I'm out of it. I mean, and um, what's, what's happening more
0: little. as well, um, there's a guy, so James Ralph who's a trainer that works for Thurs well, he's under my umbrella, he has managed to market himself as like an athlete personal trainer, and he's got about six or seven pro footballers on his books now, he's got Conor Wickham, these guys, yeah, and he's, they're tra- he's training with them off season, um, because, exactly. <laughs> because they've like, they've gone, shit, what you're doing is actually incredible, from a one-to-one level. If there's any athletes out there, yeah, we can fucking do that. Also, I'm t- like, I've, I'm taking on a sport-aid athlete, so we're going to be doing some cool shit and realizing that because... I, I, we, it's bad, but we're not hamstrung by stuff that maybe uh, like a governing body or a team or a hierarchy system has basically yeah. given us i'm allowed to go and experiment and really try what i want to do and this is how i'm going to write it so it's really cool and that was what brought me into personal training i never in a 100 million years thought i was going to be a, a personal trainer whilst i was doing my snc degree or my biomec degree i thought i'd be working in pro sport just like this doing this kind of crap and then realized and then we both had obviously meetings with a chap called martin evans um and he laid out how much i could earn um this um, it's not the, the highest wage at first base it's a well, it is, it's probably right like top 5% probably for PTs, yeah. um from an employed model. Um, but I was just like, shit, that's like double. I could earn double to triple within three, four months of what I'm on already. And he was like, yeah, you won't even have to like try. Like you'll walk it. I was like, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. And he was like, yeah, it's exponential as well. It's going to go up. More you work, more you fucking do. I was like, ah, okay, then you charge more. I like that. Yeah, I like the sound of that. So that's where you went into. But then how did you progress then from obviously when you we that's the kind of story through prom pro sport and out of degree, but where do you feel like you progressed when you were actually in house to where you are now? In house like first place. What's that 5 years ago?
1: Oh mate, is that how long it was? Fuck me. That's a uh, long yeah, time. yeah, my ago, my
0: my, my anniversary for first base is 5 years in October this, this year.
1: Jeez. Yeah, yeah, it would be, yeah. Um Yeah, I guess, I don't really know, I think...
0: Both me and Dan got hired within like three weeks of each other, so Bone did well that that month.
1: Yeah, they're in the market, (laughs) they're in the market for for skinny guys that don't even live. (laughs) Um, I think, I think just, obviously from from training clients and stuff, obviously just got more confident and realised, I think at that point, I knew what I was doing. Which, believe it or not, I think before I started, I didn't think I knew. I didn't think I'd be able to cut it. I was like, I don't know if I can cut steps, like. the Same boat, mate. I was uh, like, like,
0: when I had my my interview, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Some of the stuff I I, I, I was just like, yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know that. Um, but I did. I said that in the interview. I was like, I don't know. I'd love to learn, but
1: I think I got lucky that I um for my assessment, I had clip. I had Chris Lendrum. Yeah someone was away so I think you just stepped, in <laughs> and just doing it and it'd be like if someone if I was there someone asked me to I mean like, I ain't got a fucking clue but yeah right and basically just get a vibe if they're good and fit or not and um, yeah I, I don't um, yeah I don't feel like I knew what I was doing and then when I, by the time I left I felt like I had a really good grasp of how to to train people um, even though I'd already trained footballers right but this was a totally different environment different people I wasn't sure if the same things applied at they did um, you know <laughs> a good program is a good program kind of thing but I think soon after after about three, four months um, obviously me and you stuck together pretty much the whole time because we were both the newbies so we were like both the new kids with like the badges on like new kid so we just, <laughs> just hang around because no one else would talk to us and um, yeah. it was one of those where I think for the first kind of six months I just sat back and watched how badly some people did things and I think I just made sure I didn't do that uh, and then as time went on I gradually got more and more confident in what I was doing and, and I realised that people were then asking me for advice well how do you do that why do you do that all this sort of stuff and then I realized that I'd built up this client base and it was really quite loyal and I was seeing a lot of people and helping a lot of people. And I I got to the point where, for me, um, I would got quite stale is the right word. But I think that what you've done, obviously, at Thursdays is progress on the educational side of things. And I think I needed something like that to then take me to that point where I could have stayed. And I just had yeah. an opportunity to move Um, to do to do online coaching full-time again (laughs) like seems like the dream or seems like the good thing to do and it's like every you know every job has its shit bits and every job has its hard bits and stuff and um, even now I wouldn't say that I'm 100% confident in what I'm doing um, from a business point of view I think from a training point of view an online training point of view I think that's fine like we have our systems in place but the one thing that I really do think i underestimated from being at the third space is how easy it was just having people there on a plate you know i didn't really have to do much work um getting clients in or, or thinking about content all that sort of stuff it was just like this is easy i don't have to market myself online because it's just it's here um and i think that like if i was gonna start again right if someone said to me right a second like you can start again what would you want to do i would i'd go what well, i'd go back to one-to-one i think like if someone said someone's brand new coming to you right now and you could choose either one-to-one or online you can only do one your brand new PT what would you say I would say go one-to-one because it's far more secure it's far easier um and the money's a lot better like it's just easier to, to kind of go that route and I think I think we're going to come full circle with it I that's my prediction as well for things is that at the moment like online coaching is like the thing right um But I genuinely think that we're going to go full circle with it. And I think that we're going to get more people go back to -to one-to-one coaching. They're going to realize that actually having one session a week with a good quality coach going over technique is going to be really useful. Because the online training world, much like people say about PT, they say, oh, it's so saturated. The online training world is so saturated. But I tell you what, I can count on like one hand the amount of actual good fucking coaches that are out there. There's so few and far between. If you're a good coach, you can really set yourself apart. But the problem is that with one-to-one it's far easier for someone to spot a shit coach than it is online because these people hide behind computers so in our industry i think you're just going to get a lot of people who are going to fall off because um a lot of coaches because they'll just won't be able to do the they won't be able to coach properly they won't be able to charge enough money or make enough money um and they'll probably yeah just kind of fall back into one-to-one or whatever um and i think I think in the future again it depends on how much money I could charge for it. <laughs> I would I would actually quite like to have like I said this to to someone the other day actually, I think it was Mike I said I'd love to have like a morning where I just had like a couple of clients. Like, I do quite like have it training people it's quite good fun. When it, it get uh, when you are doing eight 10 sessions a day it gets a bit fucking monotonous. Yeah. But a couple of a couple of sessions with you know a really cool um like really cool client or whatever is is all right and it's quite good fun. Um, but I think it's really over like the whole thing about online coaching being like the 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 sort of like the magic job and like put up on a pedestal—it really, really shouldn't be. um It's so so hard, so hard to do.
0: Yeah, I'd agree, hundred percent. If well, if I'd start again, obviously, ninety-five <laughs> percent mm. of my income is one-to-one, so.
1: I think yeah. I was just looking like I just had a time in my life where the opportunity to go where fully online yeah. was, was presented to me and like say where my circumstances with family and, and Isabel and stuff were just at a point where it was like do you know what it's, it's kind of like now or never because if I'd have stayed in London I'd have got too comfortable on the money I'd have been on with yeah. Isabel and all that sort of stuff that I would never have been able to leave like literally yeah. for like probably 11 years till she went to secondary school like 11 years it would have been so and I was kind of like there again okay do I want to be a PT for the rest of my life in London because again we're going to talk about the connotations around the word personal trainer right fuck Mm -hmm. me Um, and it was like well do I just want to be a personal trainer do I just want to be a PT still doing 100 sessions a month is that where I want to be is that is it just going to be okay money or you know where's the progression going to be and I didn't see that at the third space I think at the time as well there's a lot of of change going on at third space no one really knew what was going on with that and it just seemed like all those things just fell in place for me to go right i'm gonna go and do this and just make a go of it and see what happens kind of thing um and obviously glad glad i did and all that sort of stuff but it was i think if it if it wasn't for that all that sort of stuff happening i who knows where i could be right it's um it really would be interesting to see maybe i'd be in your position tom and you'd be fired you know? <laughs> Um, but but yeah, it's interesting
0: because obviously we've taken slightly different paths we both, well, we both got really similar backgrounds and then we joined this company at the same time but then we've skirted off in different ways so, yeah, it's funny
1: how as, as you get older as well like, I'd say we both now have had to start thinking about business 100% like, yeah so it's not just now about training if, and I nutrition now if,
0: looking at how you summarised your like pathway of what happened during first base and then you moved away blah 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 so, what happened with me? Because obviously, we'd started at, yeah, within fucking three weeks of each other. So, it was within about six months. So, six months, we built from what were we like? 50, 60, 70, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. We were about 90 to 100 sessions a month after six months. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. And then it got to that stage. I was like, all right, cool. And then there was a, a job came up as being a team leader, right? And uh, mm. I was the youngest on the team. And I stuck my hand up for it and got it. And I was like, ah, cool. That's nice. Um, Didn't realize I was going to get that. I'm pretty sure I was the only one that applied. 100%. Must Um, have been. (laughs) And then I was, so I got to 100 sessions. That was kind of my, meh, comfortable. 90 sessions was comfortable just being a PT, not doing anything else. Um, And then, but every move I've made from that move of sticking my hand up going, I want to be a team leader. This is like, an extra five hours a week or something like that, a little bit more salary. I had to call up fucking uh, companies about repairs and stuff like that. And I had my own little team within like, personal trainers. Every move I made from going from that 100 sessions was a move away from one-to-one personal training. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was into slight management. And then I went into, I think then it must have been the time you were kind of leaving ish i was head of pt and then must have been around when they got bought out
1: you, that's why i decided that's yeah. why i decided to leave mate because
0: <laughs> oh, i wow. was head of pt and i did a bit of fitness managing um at malibone and that was for about half a year and i was 20 i must have been 24 i fucking hated it um because it was just so much time, I had I hadn't I had grown as a trainer like yourself, but it was it would it would drag me away from where I was. I was like shit. I'm getting good at this. Like I'm growing pretty well. I'm learning. We've got osteopath in house. We've got a physiotherapist in house. We've got S and C coaches in house. We've got boxing coaches. We got all the we got physique guys. It was just an eclectic mix. We're in a really like lucky time of the people that are in there, and we're all yeah. learning off each other. Blah 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 blah. There were some shit people, but they basically left. They couldn't cut it. We we could see that. Um and then yeah, I started moving away into management, realising I realise it's weird to say, but I I wasn't old enough to manage a group of thirty year olds at the age of twenty four because I didn't have the respect yet. I didn't think I was uh, disrespected, but it was a little bit like, Oh, who's this guy with his pokey fucking master's degree? Uh whatever, I think C- he yeah. kind of like knows it and I'm like, I don't think I know it, but I'm pretty consistent in all my sessions. I've always done pretty well. So I and then I could take took a step back and I was like, I'm coming at this from the different wrong avenue. And if, at the at the moment like of that was happening, we were getting bought out, um, and I could see they were going a little bit different. So I created. So I kind of I kept my contract, but pitched to the GM um, that I wanted to set up an education platform for the PTS. Because I knew this academy system was going to come in. Um, And then basically was another move away from one-to-one. And I pitched to them in-house, in a company, to create this role. It it had been done before over in Soho, but not at Marlapone. And then I pitched it, got it. They paid me 10 grand for it, extra. And I was like, if it worked. And it started to work. And look, basically that's grown from now. Now we have a whole education structure. But... Mm. That was kind of like what I was thinking at that stage. But I pitched that, must have been at, how old am I at? 27. Must have been 25. 24, 25, I pitched that and thought this would be a good avenue for people to go if we're ever there. as, And we were getting really aggressive and buying. We bought out what it was. It was two to four clubs within two months. And they were mm. like, yeah, we're pumping three million into this new club, getting all these trainers, whatever. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. So it was interesting the way that you've gone away from one-to-one personal training, but kept the coaching thing. I'm still one-to-one. I still do 80 sessions a month, but my extra 40, I got like, I'm about 40 to 45 hours of what is education, workshops, management. For example, next week, yeah, four days flat out Mm. I'm, I'm workshopping. So
1: yeah, it's, it's just funny how like even now compared to, to before in terms of like the amount of hours I actually spend coaching now, um, they're not a lot like no. that's the other misconception with online coaching is like oh yeah you know i'll just do my clients in the morning nine till twelve and then i'll go train then i'll just do a couple of posts on facebook and it's like you ain't got a fucking clean mate exactly
0: it's, what you do dan Shut it's up.
1: just like yeah <laughs> so like I've when seen i look at my week so i i basically don't have i ne- there's not a day that i don't do any work i'll do some work on on a on a day like it i never have a day even at the weekend like saturday or sunday i'll do something um so that's the first thing to remember is like you know that you'll be lucky to get one day off a week completely where you're completely off and that might just be me that might just be how i am whatever the other people maybe can do that and they've set up their systems as such that they can do that but the reason that it's like that is because the actual the amount of days i spend coaching so I probably do – like so I have all my clients on a Wednesday and Thursday. do all their updates, all their calls on a Wednesday, Thursday, all the programming. And then anything that's, that's carried over from those two days, I do on the Saturday or a Sunday uh, of, of that week to, to make sure I catch up with all the work. All the other days, I spend doing stuff for the business. Like it's – yeah, it's stuff that no one ever tells you that you're going to need to do to become an online coach or to be an online coach or to think about how you're not just going to be an online coach when you're 50. Like I don't want to be 50 years old. Telling all my clients, oh, you need to eat more protein, eat a little bit less, you know, carbs or whatever. Like, I want to be, I want to be in a position where I run running a business, or I own a business, or I've got some kind of something to be proud of, and not just call myself a PT, right? And that's no disrespect to anyone who's old and is a PT. That's it's great, but it's just not for me. Like, I don't want to be a personal trainer when I'm fifty. Just the way it is. Um, you look at some of the bigger names we've had on the show, who have progressed from being an online coach. Like, suck, for example, progress from being an online coach to now teaching people how to be an online coach, right? Perfect. Not what I'm going to do because I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. I'm still (laughs) flying by the skin of my pants, or whatever they call it. Like, it's just like, I have no idea. It's every day is a learning experience. Every day you make a mistake, every day you learn from it. And as long as you're prepared to learn from those mistakes, you'll be fine. Um, But I spend just as much time doing copywriting, doing adverts, doing social media content but not just like posting to Instagram a picture of myself with abs out like no like actual content and then coming up with strategies for around content ideas and then launches and like it's fucking ridiculous like I never thought when I left football that this is what I'd be doing but like you basically go into all the other stuff that makes you that if you're a personal trainer you started doing it you'd be fucking unbelievable and you make shit loads of money but no one really does it the PT it's just considered that you just walk around the gym pick up some clients and you're done and if I, knew, if I knew what I know now when I was a PT, I would have done it totally differently. I would have been fucking on the ball. But <laughs> you learn from doing that, right? You learn from going through those, those kind of stages. And well, I can't stress to people enough that when you become an online coach, that like when I have my client online coaching, it's like a relief. It's like, oh, that's the stuff I'm all right at. That's the stuff that I feel quite comfortable in. All the stress comes from all the other stuff like because you don't feel as confident doing that like i never did business i've never been taught how to do it i'm just making mistakes as i go and and, like learning from them it's not just me obviously there's everyone else that i work with and we're all sat there we're all making the same mistakes we're all helping each other out we're all we've got a compute we've got an it guy we've got a videographer we're all just sat there chatting about things and like how we can work things and ideas and you know like brainstorming ideas and like all these things like then the fucking gdpr shit came around who the fuck knew we had to worry about that right and again it's like (laughs) That's stuff that when you're a PT, you just don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about it. But it's it's just um, it's blown for me like online coaching is put on such a pedestal. And I know a lot of people. I've got clients of mine who are probably listening to this. In fact, who are getting into the industry, and it's hard, man. Like I know that they're going to find it hard, and I know that. I'll, they'll be asking me for advice and i know they will and, I, and i'll be have to be honest and just be like look i honestly like i've just stuck it out like as bad as it sounds it's there's no magic here that's why i've only got four thousand followers it's why i'm not fucking insta famous or like james smith right is like i'm not good at that side of things like it's just i just do what i have to do um and, and there's aspects of it that's still are very very alien to me like i still I'm just shit at like sales. I'm just shit at it. And like Suck talks about it all the time. He puts loads of videos out like you stop thinking of it as a dirty thing and start getting better at it and training and it's just funny how now I my CPD now isn't nutrition. My CPD is is business. It's going to learn how to to do copywriting. It's going to learn how to do ads on YouTube or Google or Facebook or whatever. Um it's learning that side of things: how to build a website, how to run a website, how to take payments on a website. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, but that shit's so hard. Uh, unless you've got bucketfuls of money to pay someone to do it for you, um, yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not all glam. Like, I know we're fucking putting a real down on it now, but it's, um, it's not as as glamorous as some people make it out to be. Um, like, I, again, we talked about it last week. I think like, again, I've not taken a holiday. Like, good luck taking a fucking holiday. Like, you think you can take your <laughs> laptop with you. Like, yeah. It's like PTs that to... take holidays all the time. Because you want to take your laptop with you on holiday when you're an online coach. Like, yeah, fuck me. Like, what's the point?
0: I guess mine was surrounded by one-to-one PTs a lot more. And they go on holiday. Trust me.
1: Um, oh, no, exactly. But I remember the third place, right? It was like, yeah, you can go on holiday because you, you get paid to go on holiday. Absolutely
0: <laughs> <laughs> fine, yeah.
1: You're, you're all right. And... Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny, one, isn't it? It's just, um, but but like, you know, I wouldn't like never. I wouldn't change it. Like, where I'm happy with where I'm I'm at. It's just been a lot harder. I think.
0: I think. Yeah, looking back at it, you just realise how much stuff you've done that's outside the fitness industry to be in the fitness industry, and reaffirming. I mean, probably the biggest thing for me is just the learning point of view of what I've been better at and what um, over the last. Yeah, it's just. Literally, if any opportunity comes along, instead of and there's there's a culture. I know there is being person like, oh, that's shit. Just hanging a negative on like we do it, mate. Like we'll be like, nah, what's he doing? Fucking moron, what's he doing? But sticking your hand up, fucking trying to do something is hands down. If it doesn't work, that's fine. But oh, I would know. 100%, 100%. Like I was like, yeah, I'm a bit young, but I'll go for that interview. Yeah, I didn't get it. Fuck it. But I know. Now they know that I'm ready to fucking move on. So yeah. I've had that before, where I've gone for a, a job that I am nowhere near qualified to do. Um, um, but they were like, "Oh shit!" Like, "All right, we'll bring yeah, you in." I was, like, I was only, I was only, I was yeah, one of three that I asked to come in, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah I'll come in." And fucking present on it. Did a an hour presentation on all this. Biz- it was just business. That was it. Um, and then when they turned around, I was like, "No, nah, I don't really want to do it." They're like, "Oh." I just wanted to come for the experience to just to meet all of you people and just see what was going on. And they're like, oh shit, are you, are you leaving then? And that became leeway for me to be like, I'm not going to leave, but I'm not yeah, going to Do you want to keep me? But, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready for this kind of shit. This is going to be awesome. Um,
1: sorry, mate. Awkward. That's
0: a fine. I, know. Um, uh, <laughs>
1: I The other thing as well is like, I get, I get kicks now out of learning these new skills and learning these new things. Like, that's what, now my passion is in that a little bit more. And that's, you know, what drives me, and that's why now the books I read aren't like nutrition related. By the you know,
0: way, Dan like, just turned around thinking he's got books on no, his just, shelf. No, he's got there. fuck all. <laughs> there's three of them over there. I can there's see it. He's just wandered around like he's in a library. <laughs> <laughs> he's in his bedroom, um,
1: and yeah. there's this got, picture of got, his like, daughter, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it's like, it, and that's what gives you the kicks, right? Is learning a new skill and learning something new and going, right, well, how can I? how can I dominate this area? Or how can I become the best at this and learning from the people that, you know, who know their shit? And it's really interesting how a lot of the stuff with nutrition that you talk to clients about, like sticking to the basics, the basics works, the fundamentals. It's exactly the same in all the other aspects of, of life and business. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you've just got to nail these fundamentals. And I always say, I always come back to it whenever we have a meeting and we'll chat about stuff. And I'll be like, we've just got to do the calories in, calories out bit. Like, let's just do that bit first before we worry about fucking intra workout carbs, Like, Let's just fucking get this shit right. And it's funny how like, again, everything has a place and everything has fundamentals to it. And much like when you learn to train and learn to go for an assessment and learn to take someone through a session or a 12 week program or whatever, you do learn when it comes to business about how to structure things and how to think about the way things should be done. But, um, yeah, it's not for the faint hearted. I have to say it's really, um, I just, I, I wish it was as simple and as great as everyone makes it out to be online. Um, <laughs> But it's, tough. but it's yeah. It's, it's pretty tough, yeah. It's... Right, that's
0: 100% why I'm not 100% online, right?
1: Joke. I hear you, mate. Like, I, I, think, I I
0: wouldn't be like, able to be. I, it's, I, it's I talk in front everyone. of people far too often.
1: And, and, and the other thing is I, I'm lucky enough that I go to an office where I work with other people. Mm. But fuck doing this on my own, mate, because I would get so bored on my own company. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, shut up. Because it's quite a lonely place because, yeah, you're an online coach whatever, but all your mates are working. <laughs> like. Yeah. So you just sat in your room, like, and it sounds great, and it, it, you might think it's great, but actually when you go to an office and you spend time with people, you realise, oh, actually it's quite nice to be able to interact with humans yeah. on a daily basis. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: but you alluded to it earlier, um, on what title do you call yourself?
1: Oh, mate, I would never call myself personal trainer.
0: See, this is, this is something that both me and Dan agree on, and it's very seldom when I'm explaining to somebody what I do, um, oh, is it personal a person. train? Or I'm a personal trainer. I don't I I know. Like, like, we're probably alienating to... a lot of our audience right here. And it's, oh, I don't know,
1: it's... But it's no one's fault. It's the industry's fault. It's yeah. not, it's not our audience. It's the, it's the idiots and the morons who can't train, who literally just count and shout and scream and all that sort of shit and don't have a program. Um, but it's just a lot of negative connotations about a personal trainer. It's just, you're just there to shout and count reps and with a timer, it's like, no, that's exactly, that's, that's not what I do. I don't even do any of that any of that shit that's your job to do um but it it's the whole negative connotation around around the word and the amount of shit people that are out there who call themselves at joe blogs pt on instagram take the pt off the name you fucking moron you don't need that on there um it's just ridiculous i just don't think it's like i don't i personally don't think that you are going to separate yourself from the crowd by calling yourself a pt I, and like, I think I went to a Mark Cole seminar. I think he talked about it. Um, he was like, what do you think when you hear the word personal trainer? And again, everyone's kind of goes, oh, God. Do you want to be referred to as a personal trainer? And he'll put <laughs> the hand up. And I think he calls himself a strength coach, right? And yeah. I, kind of get, I kind of like that. I think that's quite nice. But again, that's going to put off certain people, right? And I, Again, understandably so. But that's good. Like, you actually want to turn people off because you want to have a niche. You want to go after people. And I think a personal trainer is just such a broad spectrum of whatever. Yeah. It's so I, I I again when people say what do you, what I do, I just say I'm a nutrition coach. Um which again isn't is a bit fuddy duddy in itself. Um I don't like the word nutritionist because again people go, oh anyone call themselves that can't they? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, try it though, see what happens. Um and it's just it's just a, a weird thing in the industry that to be called a PT is just looked upon negatively. Um I think if you were to ask a hundred people on the street what what's your first impressions of a personal trainer? I think it would come back pretty unanimous with the general things that we, we kind of associate yeah, with we, trainers.
0: Yeah. It's going to be bad. I mean, cause if people ask what I do now, it's weird. I'll put like fitness consultant or education consultant or something like that around that kind of lines. I guess yeah. my main job is like, I tend to have people post-surgery or rehab related, but I'm not going to be like, I'm definitely a rehabber. I'm not a rehabber. I I don't have I no. qualifications that say I am. It's like, it's
1: just... I wish I could deep. say I was a physiotherapist. I think that's pretty cool. A physio is pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, osteo, like, I think those kind of things are pretty cool to say. It's
0: fine. Their connotations aren't bad. No, so, exactly. I think it's just the fact that we know that personal training can be done very, very short amount of time and not a great amount of effort to get qualified. I mean, there's no disrespect to the people that have done that. And I fucking teach them now. So, but it's this, that everything past that is makes you a better personal trainer. Yeah, but it,
1: yeah, as long as you're as long as you're actively learning and, and all that sort of stuff. And I'm sure that anyone listening to this, we're not talking about you, like we're talking <laughs> about this, because you're here and you found us. You're listening to us, so you must have found us via a, a credible source or something like that like you wouldn't be here otherwise like we don't we don't we don't know how to market a podcast so for a start so anyone that's here is probably a recommendation or something from someone They'd at, PT, be at least so. uh,
0: fucking they know what a push for legs program is
1: yeah exactly yeah so <laughs> you know it, it's not referring to, to anyone who listens to this and again if you do have pt by your name and you listen to this i wasn't being too harsh on you but seriously change it um <laughs> It's, it's, it's about separating yourself from the competition. And the way you're going to separate yourself from the competition is not by calling yourself a personal trainer because everyone's going to think of you as the same thing. You'd rather have that conversation where you go, oh, I'm a strength coach. Someone goes, oh, what's that? Than, I'm a personal trainer. and go, oh, okay. And yeah. then move on. I'd,
0: right. love to, I'd love to know, if people post in the group, I'd love to know all the different weird names that we call ourselves that in spite of personal trainer, I'm sure there's people out there that call them different, that you've got different uh, like aspects of how you sell yourselves. So there's, there's obviously like, there's the things like, I don't know, celebrity trainer. Don't like that. Oh, um, no, don't go that awful. either. <laughs> awful. Never met a good one. So we're fine. Um, <laughs> there's like weight loss expert, like, I don't know, transformation coach. But I think that's been like gone towards like a UP model. So that kind of paints you in that brush. Um, that kind of stuff. It, it, there's all these, yeah, it's lots of taboo stuff. I think strength coach is the one that a lot of people picked up on. S&C coach, I, I'm, I'm sure if you can call
1: yourself an s coach without. No, you can't. I don't I think you don't can. even S&C, it has connotations around like yeah. sport. But, so. it, but again, Mark Holes, right, is a strength coach. Like again, he's going for his demographic, right? 25 to 40 year old blokes. Like yes. you just, it's straight away, as soon as you say it. So, you know, I know a lot of females call themselves like holistic coaches. Because, again, it, it sounds more feminine and it sounds more appealing to those to, to females because you know it doesn't sound like you're lifting weights, even if you do. Right? It doesn't sound like you will. Um, and that, you know, it takes care of the mind and the body and all that sort of stuff. So it, it kind of talks to them. And, well, it
0: will actively make my brain shut down. So yeah. then I'm not the target audience, obviously. Well, exactly. <laughs> <And they're> all- <laughs> so, I think on. we've gone off about that. Um, so that was kind of our, I don't know, that was our, why we picked fitness industries? What our whole background of it? I think people should fucking know who we are now. That was a very deep episode, but we got stupid things on the internet, mate. So,
1: ooh, that sounds like bollocks. Probably because it is stupid things on the internet, and this week. it
0: comes from the the unrivaled. I mean, within. Like the nutrition world there's lots of like do keto don't do keto carbs fats all this kind of shit that's dan's um but within the uh fitness industry like natural lifting and stuff, i guess the one, the one big one that keeps always coming around swings around abouts mate, is hit versus list and oh. hit, it's just the blanket statement of hit is better okay is it Cool. Um, well, well. Basically, one of my uh, it was it, it was in uh, UKPT's group, which is oh, of course cool. it was. Uh, always fun. But also, one of my uh, clients, um, he was just like, I really want you to come in, Tom, uh, to my office. Lawyer, pretty good law firm. Um, yeah, one of the head partners. He was like, we've just put in something called a high octane ride bike in our when on our floor. And I was like, what the fuck is that? He was like, I think it's a Watt bike. I was like, okay, cool. A Watt bike, but apparently you wear this little suit thing that so you don't sweat. I was like, what? All right. So you're doing hit training. You're not going to sweat. Awesome. Fuck's sake. Right. Um, yeah. And then on the front page, I just thought I'd go front page to see. I've looked on There's They've got research papers and stuff on here, which fair play to them. So research papers, is case study, all this kind of stuff. Um I thought I'd just look at the blanket statements they put on the front, which may or may not be true. Um, by themselves, not true. So, just 40 seconds of high-intensity sprinting, known as HIT, gives us the same health benefits as a 45-minute
1: jog. Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> In what context? Literally, how can you say that? Like, like, just what, like, what health benefits? What, what health outcomes? What? What What markers are we using. If,
0: yeah. if, if I'm saying... Um, if I want you to get better at forty-five minute jogs, yeah, and if I train you at forty seconds, a hit, I'm going to guarantee the forty-five second jog is going to get you better at jogging for forty-five minutes. There's my health. There's my health benefit.
1: That forty-five minute jog is going to improve cardiopulmonary health better than that forty seconds high intensity is as well. Oh, it's
0: just So yeah, great to, great to so the type of exercise is designed to force your body to use its sugar stores in muscle, known as glycogen. Oh. Oh my god! <laughs> pretty sure that's all things, isn't it? All uh, movement oh my god. is designed to make your body use glycogen. Am I am I wrong?
1: Oh mate, pretty much. Like <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, you probably burn more glycogen on a forty-five minute jog.
0: So apparently, you will typically burn twenty to thirty percent of your sugar stores in twenty seconds, versus after thirty Fuck minutes off or oh more my god. of traditional exercise.
1: How many seconds do they say?
0: So twenty percent. So you you will typically burn twenty to thirty percent of your sugar stores in twenty seconds, no, versus after no, thirty you, minutes or more. No, you would of traditional exercise. Twenty to thirty percent more glycogen burnt in twenty seconds than thirty minutes. What? It just doesn't no. add up. No. Um, So these changes include dramatically improved insulin sensitivity, which is the one I cling on to most of the time, which has got some research towards it, but it's, I I like the uh, the thing it says, like a V12 engine, your body becomes so much more efficient at burning fat, even when you're at rest.
1: You've just said it burns glycogen. Uh. (laughs) So what is it burning, glycogen or fat? Fat, mate, of course. Yeah. Um, oh because it burns the glycogen so, during it and then the fat at so, rest so yeah, basically better,
0: yeah. my, my client's pretty clued up he's been training with me for about five years he, he, know, he can sniff out bullshit when he needs to um, so he did ask and was like <laughs> he was like what so I'm guaranteed to lose weight if I do this two minutes like three times a week just for two minutes and they're like yeah guaranteed Guarante- the biz of the pitch guaranteed to lose mm-hmm. weight and he was like More. I'm going to ask somebody and come back to you next week and they were like yeah um, if you haven't got time to spend hours in the gym the ability to get fit lose fat and tone muscle in just two minutes a week is life changing
1: they're about three years too late aren't they
0: and also on the back of that like I mean we go over this so much and I wish these companies would just put a little disclaimer and be like this could only if they're in a caloric deficit we know that as fucking people but calories are not mentioned anywhere Oh, at to all me. on the front page of this stuff and they've got like mm. at least I don't know, 500 words mm. on don't, basically don't what they, they need to do so, and then they, they post a lot of research papers about like physiological benefits and um, what have we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve things for fat loss, fitness, insulin sensitivity and safety um, only one mentions um about calorie matching, only one.
1: Believable. Oh, like... The thing is, just—it's te- just telling you everything you want to hear, though, is isn't it? Like, yeah. it just—it's just like, oh yeah, I'd love to hear that. that so yeah. Oh yeah, it... just forty seconds of work. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not real. Yeah. They're lying to you.
0: Nine times more fat loss when hit like, than conventional it's not, it's exercise. Like,
1: it's like the fucking. It's like when you get those emails from the Nigerian princes who want to give you forty million pounds. It's like. It's like these people who just believe in it. Like, oh, yeah, just 40 seconds on this bike, mate. And, um, yeah, all, all your dreams will come true. You'll lose all the weight. Yeah, you'll marry a supermodel, and you'll be fine. <laughs> like, it's literally the same thing as the email that comes in to go, oh, I've got 40 million pounds in your bank account. Just send me your details, mate, and I'll, uh, I'll send it over. No problem. Deep. Oh, okay, I'll do that.
0: <laughs> it's kind of, it's just very odd. I mean, there are, obviously, we know there are physiological benefits for hip training. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: not in fucking twenty seconds, mate. <laughs> you can't just do twenty <laughs>
0: seconds. Not twenty seconds, maybe repetitive, at least at least hit three minutes, like twenty seconds on, ten seconds off, twenty seconds on, twenty seconds. Off. I think that's what Michael mostly did. Um, and then there was some benefit towards that. And but the the thing is, it, you need to adjust the results for like calorie and energy expenditure. So there's only one that's done that. Um, and then fair enough, then from doing twenty minutes of like endurance training four to five times a week and then doing what is the equivalent four times a week at the three minute HIT training. There might be, but the impedance has got to be the same. There's got to be the same amount of sessions every single time, which there very rarely is. It's always like, we did 45 minutes, but we did three sessions a week of HIIT training. I was like, all right, well, there's three separate instances where you've made basically your cardiovascular. Um, system go nuts and there was only one impedance of that on the endurance stuff so it's not matched is it and also your control group and your other group aren't calorie matched so we don't know that they're burning the same calories we don't know their diet so doesn't matter fuck off <laughs> if Literally you want to do HIT matter. training do it then if you, if you need it for performance benefits do it if you want to do some lists and listen to a great podcast do that
1: because you can't listen us know, to it let, let us know when you find one <laughs>
0: All right, rant over. Because um, it's always funny, hit versus list. And to be honest, I do both. So... <sighs> I do list.
1: There's no way I'm doing anything. <laughs> it. but, shit, it's too so
0: hard. So I'm fine. Like I like both. Uh, I see the importance of either. Like, I, I push myself. I like that kind of shit. Like, I was at like 96, 97% of my heart rate stuff this week. Oh, all right,
1: big boy. Fucking
0: on it, mate. Absolutely. That's why I've got heart rate on But yeah, it's quite fun. can be fun. Just leave yourself so you can't walk again. All right, perfect. We've got a guest next week. Uh, Dan's got no announcements. Nope. Me, he's got to be on another call in one minute, so I'm going to shut it down um, and we will catch you next week. See you later.